everyone. Welcome to the Sex Ed Podcast. This is Kaylee. And this is Jen. And today we are talking to Shara from the Black Bisexual Instagram account and, you know, throughout the interwebs, talking about their experience being bisexual, loving bisexual people, (laughs) biphobia. If the word bi or bisexual is in it, we have spoken about it on this podcast. (laughs) Yes. It's incredible. Shara is one of the most fun people I've ever talked to. So yes. uh, get ready. <laughs> Please go put a diaper on. You might pee your pants. Disclaimer here. You can't sue us if you pee your pants during this episode. Legally, that will hold up in court. Yes. <laughs> Enjoy. Tara, thanks for joining us. We're super excited to have you here. How are you doing? I'm well. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Yeah, let's start off. What are your pronouns and sexuality, if you don't mind sharing? I consider myself a blazing hot bisexual. Yes. Because we have the best puns ever. Yes. My pronouns are still kind of gelling, but right now I'm using they and them. Mm-hmm. I'm also using goddess. I like that one. I don't know why. As a pronoun? Um, that's amazing. Yes. Yes. I was in a clubhouse and there was a large conversation about pronouns and how some people use their actual name as a pronoun. And I'm just like, mm. feels a little narcissistic for me. But uh, someone said goddess and they were taking off of the fact that I call some people royal because I don't know their pronouns. So mm-hmm. I'm just like, well, I can't say goddess and I can't say Lord or emperor. So I'm just like royal. And they're like, oh my God, yes, goddess. And I'm just like, that is now officially mine. <laughs> so I go by they, them, goddess. And if they're boomers, I use she because I'm just <laughs> like, I don't want to have that conversation. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's a deep rabbit hole. It's kind of the yeah. same reason I'm not, I'm not out to everyone using they, them pronouns either. So I feel you. I feel you. Yep. Can I hear you use goddess as a pronoun in a sentence? Uh, okay. I was in an argument on Twitter. And I really want to say that I connected with the goddess that stated blank. Ah. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you for sharing that knowledge. <laughs> no problem. If you were like going to the store, could I just be like, yeah, the goddess went to the store. Would that be acceptable? Oh yeah, you could totally use that. Yes. Just yes. like a normal context. Yes. That I'm so down and for that. Ego boost too. It's like, yes, I did go. <laughs> this is the goddess's everything bagel. <laughs> Ooh. And see, so the more you guys are using it, I'm just like, <laughs> I live, I reside with this. Yes. 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 Where the pronouns reside. I am there. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So can you tell us a little bit about the sex education you got growing up? It can be anything from what you got in school, if your parents helped at all. Okay, so sex ed started in fifth grade. Just before we did our commencement to sixth grade, uh, the boys and the girls were split up. And the girls went off and watched this video. And the boys, I really... I, I just feel cheated because the boys like got these cute little packets on you're a man now wear deodorant brush your teeth <laughs> and I'm just like I just watched a 45 minute video scarring me mentally and this fucker got free deodorant <laughs> so I'm I'm a little salty but 
um, in the fifth grade, I was given a paper to take home to my parents. And my mom basically filled it out that I can, you know, watch a thing about how my body is changing. And not only was, you know, was I given the permission to learn through the school system, but she was also able to come with. And that was, that's the early 90s. So before, you know, things got weird. So my mom took off work and we sat down with the rest of the girls in the fifth grade and some, some other moms. And we watched this video on, about how our bodies are changing. Smells, hair, bleeding, emotions. <laughs> it gave me 1980s and mm. it was kind of scary. And then they gave us these little packets that had pads, that had a tampon and just a little pamphlet on how everything works. And my mom is like, well, I want to take this time to use this as a jumping off point. And from there into fifth grade, like I was scarred. And then I was like, okay, this will never happen again. The end of June, my mom goes to the library and rents this. I'm so glad this was on VHS because it's probably. (laughs) It's called the miracle of life. And it went into national geographic detail on how a human is formed. And it was like super sciencey. And I'm like, okay, so like, so this little tadpole attacks this, this bean thing and then it kind of separates and separates and then it becomes another tadpole with an eye. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, this is cool. I've always liked science. This is cool. I like this. She's sitting there the whole time eating popcorn, knowing that the terror was going to be at the end. Oh, my God. <laughs> so we get to now mind you it's talking about the inside of a human body it's not discussing the outside the mm. end this tadpole turns into a human and busts out of vagina and i'm just like ah! <laughs> there's blood there's liquids there's this woman screaming and crying and then like and then yeah. there's the doctor holding the baby and then like the movie kind of like goes like it's done <laughs> fades to black <laughs> yeah it fades to black and i'm just wow. like oh. if i remember correctly i think there's a scene in that film that is literally like the baby's head outside of the vagina yes. with the rest of it inside still it's like a very graphic shot yes like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah i yeah for someone who like hasn't even gotten their period yet that is like thank what you. <laughs> thank you uh, my mom was eating popcorn and I look at her. She's like, that's exactly how it happened. <laughs> and then she goes, and then there are times when there's complications. And I'm like, the fuck can be complicated. That was the first time I swore in front of my mother. <sighs> I was like, the fuck can be complicated. She's like, you were breached, boo. And you were a whole weekend, 76 hours of labor. And I'm like, I don't know what these words mean. Give her a C-section. Please. She was just waiting to make you feel bad about that. <laughs> That, that, that's that parent guilt that I'm just Mm. like, wow, wow. I love you. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks. So that was fifth grade. Then sixth grade, I had health class and it was, it was sad. It was sad. Mm. Um, that was junior high, middle school for me. Um, my teacher, she had to be extremely clinical. So Mm. she could only tell us, this is what this is. This is how you catch it. This is reproductive sex. This is how it is supposed to be done. 
But at least her spin on it was she gave us each a card and it was all the same color. She gave us each a golf pencil and said, if you have a question, write it down. This is completely anonymous. Do not put your name on it. Fold it in half and put it in the fishbowl. And then she sent the fishbowl around. She said, everyone needs to have at least one question. If you don't have at least one question, you're not paying attention. When I tell you that this woman was God sent, because there Aww. were some questions there that really, I one time I remember the fishbowl went around and she tried to answer as many questions as possible after she gave her lecture. And after that, you know, class would usually end and then the bell would ring and she would take up the whole time and we'd leave. I remember forgetting something in the class and going back and she was crying. The fact that these children that are, you know, 11 and 12 don't know how their bodies work. She was a scientist and she was so upset, but yeah. she tried to do the best that she could with the time that she had. We worked on it for, I want to say six to eight weeks. Wow. She, yeah. Yeah. She was trying to be as thorough as possible without losing her job. <laughs> but Miss Brown was a wonderful teacher. She was very incitive. She had no problem stopping the class and explaining what something was. She mm. would not allow us to laugh. She, wow. Then at the end of it, she was like, okay, now uh, she gave us paper. She liked giving out things. She gave us papers <laughs> and they had candy on them. She's like, but you have to say this word as loud as possible. She closed her door and we were all like yelling penis, vagina, clitoris, <laughs> them. Top of our lungs. Anus. I love that. Anus. anus. <laughs> I love that. She was trying to desensitize these words because they were mm. actual parts of our body. So that was sixth grade. Sixth grade was lovely. And just to get, you went to a public school or private school? I've gone to public school all of my life. Okay. So, wow. I even go to a public college. So nice. Public <laughs> yeah. all the way. That's um, That sounds amazing for, mm-hmm. well, it also sounds amazing for mm-hmm. the private schools too. I don't know who I'm kidding. There's yeah. a lot of private school education is like, what? The sex is not real. <laughs> but <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. She couldn't give us condoms, but she, she had a pack of condoms mm-hmm. and she let the box go around and there were like 40, but like maybe 12 came back. <laughs> But she didn't ask any questions. She's like, this is what a condom is. This is what it does. This is how far it stretches. So if a dude says Uh, that he can't mm -hmm. put one on, he lies. (laughs) That's so good. Do you remember what some of the questions were in the fishbowl? I'm kind of curious. A few of the questions were, you know, what does it mean if this part starts to itch? Mm. And she says, well, if you're not sexually active, it could just mean that you're growing hair it could mean that you might have an, effe- an, an infection of some sort. It could also just mean that you're growing and your skin is stretching in that area. If you are having sex, that could be a problem. And these are the things that it could be. This is why you need to seek a medical doctor mm. to help. Another question was really good. It was like one person, This I'm assuming was a penis haver, was basically asking, because my penis is growing, is the skin around it going to grow? And first she was like, no, it's going to stay small. It's going to be a Ziploc bag. <laughs> we were all sitting there like, <gasps> she's like, no, no, I promise you. Everything grows. Your whole body grows until it stops growing. And so the skin around it will continue to grow. Uh, your, your penis may continue to grow or it may not. And it's still normal for you. And wow. 
I I really appreciate Mrs. Brown going into so much detail. Mm-hmm. Uh, she talked about the parts of the reproductive system on both male and female. She explained how the mechanics work and then explained like things like you do need to pee after you have sex. This is why. You need oh my to pee gosh. I honestly, sex. I didn't know that until I was like an adult. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> like, geez, same. I knew it, but I didn't understand the purpose until like my 20s and then I was just like oh, right three UTIs and yeah. you're like oh I should probably be after sex <laughs> <laughs> after about two or three of those it's like I get it now I get it oh. now so high school was trash just because again I was in public school but because there was so much immaturity mm. you know you see syphilis and gonorrhea on a penis and then all of a sudden everyone wants to laugh oh my god it looks like a Snickers bar it looks like a payday now I can't eat chocolate anymore but I'm just like okay why are we laughing about this yeah. what about this situation makes it so funny mm-hmm. this yeah. is a disfigurement because you put your dick in the wrong place. Right. And didn't, didn't know enough. Yeah. To exactly. Exactly. Totally. So yeah, it was, it was very interesting, but I didn't, there were a few things I did not like. I did not like the fact that all throughout my education of my body and sex, I was not shown pictures of people that look like me. Mm. I am a black person. I am. I wouldn't say I'm cisgendered, but I'm assigned female at birth. I am disabled. I never saw a disabled body physically or mentally. Mm -hmm. I never saw a black or brown body. Everything was very, very pink, very white. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, I understand that we all have the same body parts, no matter what the wrapping looks like on the outside. But um, can... Can we get a little variety? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Please. You do start to wonder if like something is wrong with you, right? If all you ever see exactly. is like, not you. <laughs> You're like, well, thank you. Thank like you. That. It's like, if my skin is darker in one region of my body, does that mean I have a problem? Or is that just me naturally? I don't know because I don't have a blonde carpet. <laughs> So, yeah, (laughs) but there was no discussion of queer sex. There was no discussion of disabled sex. There was no discussion of people wanting to have sex for just enjoyment (laughs) as opposed to reproducting for capitalism. I mean, I understand that's how are we going to fill the factory, Shara? How are we going to make stuff? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm a socialist by trade, so. I have no intention of ever letting this uterus ever pump out anything but cries for Viva la Revolution. So, so wow. you know, there was no discussion, even when there was the discussion of how the family unit works, there was no discussion of adoption. Mm. There was no discussion of abortion. Huh. There was no discussion of miscarriage. Yeah. What do you do when you no longer are the incubator of life? What do you do if you can't reproduce? Yeah. You have more value. And I understand that's kind of far-fetched for public school. But what do you do when you can't reproduce? Whether you be a penis haver or a uterus owner. What if you're not a uterus owner? What if you're both owner? There was no discussion of being intersexed at yeah. all. So, 
and I understand this was the nineties and this was like, Oh my God, this is just so forward. Intersex people have been around since like ever. Yeah. Since humans. And I mean, exactly. Kaylee and I got sex ed in middle school in the, in 2007 or so. And it it wasn't much better then. (laughs) Just, Mm -hmm. I was also in private school. So mine was very Mm -hmm. just sex negative. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. I guess I haven't really Mm -hmm. thought about how much sex ed I mean, obviously sex ed is about like scaring you, like don't go get the clap or whatever, but it's also like really focused on don't get pregnant, right? Like making sure that people know so that they don't Mm -hmm. get pregnant, right? But like, like you said, there's so many other human experiences, (laughs) like. Thank you. Thank you. Don't get, don't, don't catch the clap. Don't get pregnant. The, the talk around having HIV or getting an STI Mm. or an STD, me coming up, I just heard STD. Mm-hmm. So once I heard STI, I was like, wait, is this new? Is this different? Do I need to talk to my doctor? <laughs> I didn't hear that till I was like 22 or 23. And this is after I've left my 12 years of school. So I'm yeah. like, do I need to update my language or am I good with that old shit that I learned back mm-hmm. then? And I would definitely encourage people, you don't learn, you don't stop learning. Yeah. So even if, you know, you are 18, 19, 35, 64. I'm just naming off lotto numbers. But no matter what your age is, continue to learn about self. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what HPV was until my sister went and got an injection. And I'm like, what is that? And they're like, oh, that's human pavlovirus. And, and the doctor explained it to me. And I'm just like, how do you get that? They're like, <laughs> everyone like, has it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, um, maybe I'm an old bitch, but I don't know what that is. This is new. This is new. Please explain. Yeah. It did take me also a hot second to like put together in my mind that pap smears were for HPV testing. (laughs) Like I didn't really know why they were sticking a brush up there (laughs) until I was like, oh. (laughs) Now see, I have a sorted background when it comes to pap smears because I was taught in my home that until you're married or until you're having sex, you don't need to have a pap smear, yeah. which isn't true. Nope. You need to have a pelvic exam and a pap smear once you turn 21 or when you start becoming sexually active. Mm. Guess when I learned that? 23. <laughs> so I'm just like walking around, owning a uterus, not knowing how to take care of it <laughs> because nobody gave me an owner's manual. Yeah, I feel you. My mom did something similar. She... I was supposed to get the HPV vaccine in in high school and I was like 15 or 16. And my mom was in the doctor's office with me and was like, she's not having sex. She doesn't need that. And I was like, presumptuous. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, sure. Totally. Yes. And that's one thing that makes me mad about children. I want to say over the age of 14, going to a pediatrician. Mm. Yes. I understand your body's still developing and changing. Yes, I understand that this is still a child and they are under the age of 18. But there are some things I cannot and will not talk about in front of my mother. Yeah. So that limits the help and the care that I can get now Mm. because my mother's sitting here swearing up and down. Oh, no, they're not having sex. Oh, no, they don't need that. And it's just like, I'll make another appointment. Stick it in real quick on the side so she doesn't see (laughs) Right, right. Let me go to the bathroom. I'll stick it in myself. I'll Just give right me back. that thing real quick. <laughs> it seems like you did a lot of, you got a lot of good information growing up from school and parents mixed with some not so great information. 
you know, the things we hit on that really weren't covered, queerness, disability, bodies that looked like yours, probably even like fat bodies or people who just were not thin <laughs> in these places. Like, yeah. it kind of sounds like you had to learn by doing a lot of it and trial and error. I guess, where did you finally learn about all these different things? Besides the trials and errors of life mm. and being a fat body person and wondering why no one wanted to strip me naked, sadly. That's right, they miss now. But just the internet, mm. that's the only place where you can go, aside from Twitter, that's non-judgmental. <laughs> and you can put in how does this, how to do the thing mm. or how to have sex and you're larger than your partner. So the internet was one place that I ran to Tumblr before it was completely demolished because it's no longer a thing. You can't tell me different. <laughs> Facebook used to be once upon a time was very helpful. Mm -hmm. And just learning from other people. Yeah. Just, you know, well, what did you do? How did you do it? I love people that love to share their stories. And yeah, girl, I let him hit it. But, you know, his dick wasn't shit because he don't see all this body right here. So he just couldn't handle it. <laughs> really? Tell me more. Puts on glasses and writes notes. <laughs> nice. So I learned from other people, but that's just me personally, because I'm a motor mouth and I don't mind talking to people. Yeah. You know, how do you have sex? Where do you find lingerie for a body that's over 240? How do you, where do you find people that are interested in you sexually that aren't trying to do some weird shit like feed you or like, Ugh. let me squish your belly. If you touch me, I will fucking punch <laughs> you. So it's besides trial and error, it's just asking others in your community yeah. and finding a community. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely. I often say that if the internet wasn't invented by Al Gore, <laughs> then... I probably would be like some suburban housewife with 2.5 kids. I definitely would not have any idea I was queer or any of that. Oh, I'm too weird. I, I knew I was queer. I was just like, mm, yeah, I was into theater. I was, I was into, I, I just had a conversation with my ex last night and we were <laughs> talking about theater in high school. Yeah. We were all in theater in high school or we were in some type of theater-esque thing. <laughs> My definition is theater is where those that are already acting can go to be themselves and not act. Damn. And that's where I was just like, yeah, yeah. Because when I was in theater, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't the fat person. I wasn't the black person. I was just the person who was very charismatic, who can be very funny at times, and then who asked you weird fucking shit out of left field. Hi, <laughs> ADHD. How old were you when you started realizing you were bisexual? Ooh, okay. So the first blip on the radar was when I was 12. For some reason, bisexuality hit my school like a fleece, <laughs> and all of a sudden everybody was bi. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Everybody, or was it mostly girls or guys or just like everybody? It was it was literally everybody but the teachers. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Even guys were like hey, I think I'm bi. So I want to kiss two girls. <laughs> but see, yeah, their definition, I want to kiss two <laughs> girls at once. And it's like... And also maybe they kiss each other and I watch. Okay. <laughs> exactly. I was that just like... Sense. I don't think... I don't think that's you what You're saying bisexual, is, but I think but you mean fetishist? 
that. Like you just mean that. horny? <laughs> my God, yes. yes. <laughs> so one of my friends came out to me and was like, I'm bi. And I'm just like, by what? And they're like, no, I'm bi. And I'm just like, by who? <laughs> by where? Like, what are we exactly. buying? <laughs> and I was like, well, okay, I, I need you to elaborate because I just have weird jokes <laughs> in my head. And they're like, I'm bisexual. And I'm like, how do you, okay, this is where my brain was at 12 years old. I'm like, how do you buy? <laughs> how? Can you get it from the liquor store? Is there a special store? How do you buy sexual? And they're, and then she went into explaining it to me. I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. And a couple weeks later, I ended up like kissing her and another friend in the bathroom. And I was mm-hmm. like, so that's how you buy it. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Were there any guys there watching you? Because that's when you know it's truly bisexual. <laughs> no, no, there, nope. It was just the four. It was actually the four of us. What so the hell? That's so four. cool. What, you were 12 mm-hmm. and you kissed four girls? Three. Oh, that's true. Still. <laughs> and I had great game. That was, that was middle school. And then my freshman year of high school, there was this. I want to say she was a lesbian, but I don't think she said it. There was this senior and she liked me and I liked her and another encounter in the bathroom. This is how you know I'm queer. And we made out and I was just like, oh my God, I'm in love with redheads. (laughs) And she's like, I'm going to the Air Force. Will you wait for me? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, you could be my wife. And I'm just like, yeah. Okay, mind you, I'm 14 and she's 17. And then I sat down and I was like, I think I did buy sexual. <laughs> I didn't know how to use the word. I was like, I did buy sexual. Wow. This is cool. Because after I kissed her, I started dating mm. a guy. So you didn't wait and for her. I told him, I was like, I did. <laughs> there for I didn't, but only because there was a whole summer and she never called me back. Uh. So we had two phone wow. conversations and then she kind of mm. dropped off. So I didn't wait for her. But um, I did tell my boyfriend's sophomore year that I did buy the sexual. <laughs> and all he heard was the sexual part. And that relationship didn't oh. go or long. Yeah. Because he was like, oh, well, if you buy the sexual, maybe you want to give me some of it. And I'm like, no. <laughs> like, no, sir, I only buy it. <laughs> Thank you. I only purchase. No, I'm not sell sexual. Thank you. Thank you. This is this is how my head was working. I only I am only a consumer. I am not a lender. Right. So, <laughs> but uh, after that, when I went to community college, I got involved as an ally, mm-hmm. allying for the community because the community needed allies and their allyship. I hope you can see all, the, right, all yeah. the air quotes. There's a lot of air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> the I love the gays, but uh, me, gay? No, what? Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I only buy the sexual. Right. I only purchase. I only purchase. <laughs> so my, just before I graduated, I was in a relationship with a guy and I was watching a lot of porn and I was telling him, I was like, yeah, I think I am after reading it and looking it up and knowing how to use the fucking word, I said, yeah, I'm bisexual. And he's like, I mean, that's cool. Just don't cheat on me. Well, how, how sweet and supportive. <sighs> he made it all about him. <laughs> that's cool. Don't cheat on me. Now that you don't even like have any standards when it comes to partners, please don't cheat on me. 
please only buy sexual from me. <laughs> all, all of the jokes, but yes, yes. And I, I really stood there and I was just like for a good like 30 seconds, like, don't cheat on me. What the fuck does that have to do with anything? If I'm dating you, I'm dating you. These, these were my monogamous. <laughs> I said, if I'm dating you, I'm dating you. What does being bisexual have to do? Little did he know he was opening me up to a world of violation and biophobia. Mm -hmm. And I can thank him for that because he helped me realize how to handle that. I said, why would you say that? Well, you know, bisexuals just date everyone. And I was like, oh, since I don't have standards, why Ooh. am I dating you? <laughs> what? How did you even come up with that that fast? I would have just been like, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> sometimes the brain works quickly and sometimes the brain is still stuck on, I can't believe you're this dumb. <laughs> so this time it decided to shift in the second gear and I was like, well, if I have no standards now, then why am I dating you? Ooh. Well, I didn't mean it like that. Oh, I can't believe you take it that way. Now realizing that that was mm -hmm. gaslighting, I was just like, you know what? Maybe this isn't rela a relationship you need because it sure shit isn't one that ah. I need. And 22, that was huge. So you broke so, up with him, yeah. like, right when you told him you were bisexual. I love mm -hmm. that. So Energy, would, oh my the God. awareness. <laughs> and see, these are the things I didn't know. I just knew that I didn't like mm -hmm. the way he made mm -hmm. That's amazing. I felt devalued. So, wow. yeah, yeah. I you were mentioning biphobia and stuff. Do you have any more examples of just like shitty, <laughs> as I think you have written on your website, trash bisexual stereotypes <laughs> <laughs> or biphobia? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I had a gay friend in high school when I was still trying to find and purchase <laughs> sexual. He wanted to tell me that, well you know bisexuals are just like greedy so you can't mm -hmm. be one of those because you know how to shame i am both and they do not have anything to do with each other okay <laughs> thank you thank you and i'm just like i said okay well if you're gay does that make you greedy too because you only want to take all the dudes and then then there was just kind of like this i don't get it well neither do <laughs> i so that was that was that what else i had somebody ask me so which one do you like sleeping with more and i was like you will never need to know because I'm not sleeping with you. Know. That's so interesting that it was coming kind of from within the LGBT community at times. I had a similar experience. Mm -hmm. I had a friend who was gay and I was talking about being bi and he was like, you're not bi, you're just a lesbian. Break up with your boyfriend. <laughs> Which I think he was being a little sassy, but it really offended me. <laughs> and see, I find it interesting that these the same people that would attack bisexual people are the same people like, okay, I'm valid. I'm valid. You're not, but I am. And it's just like, I didn't realize you were the valid police. Excuse yeah. me. It's because maybe yeah. it's like to some people that are trying to break into a complete opposite system or role that society wants, they maybe are seeing bisexual people still holding on to some parts of that. Does that make sense? I don't know. I'm... <laughs> It does. It does. You know, when people say bisexuals have straight privilege and I'm just like, boo boo, where? Where? Where is it? Where? If I am female presenting and I am dating someone that is male presenting, that's a lot of assumption on society's part. And that's assumptions that they want to mm -hmm. have. 
I could be dating someone that's non-binary, but they just wear skinny jeans so well and they're not wearing a bra today. Okay. Well, now this person is male presenting and I'm wearing a bra almost every day when I'm working. (laughs) So look, now we're assumed to be a straight couple, but did you ask? But is Mm -hmm. it your business? Mm. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. I I think a lot of people deal with at least I'll only speak for myself, like feeling, you know, invalid or, you know, not as queer because you're in like a quote unquote straight passing relationship. Right. But people don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're like constantly fighting for your spot in the community and being like, hey, we're here. We're here. We're here. We promise we're queer. <laughs> <laughs> and see with that, that having to fight yeah. for space, my feeling about that is, first of all, who's gatekeeping? Why does it yeah. matter? Why does it matter? I understand that there are spaces in the community that are specifically designated for queer people and those that are not queer like to take up space Mm. everywhere and make themselves loud. But that doesn't mean that you need to come after me just because I am assumed straight. Again, I'm not trying to pass for anything. I'm just out here living my whole ass bisexual life where I enjoy (laughs) by. By the by. By the by. By the by. I am now a producer of by, of sexual. I am a producer. I'm a lender. I'm a Procurement agent. I'm a curator. You're like the whole assembly line. You you own every part of the process. You're going to monopolize it. And also when people like to take the literal meaning of by, well, you just like these two and you're trans exclusive and all these things. And I'm like, But did you ask me? Did you ask me? Did you ask me my personal feelings on the pan flag? No. Did you ask me my personal feelings on being omnisexual or polysexual or fluid? Mm -hmm. No. So I'm not going to speak on things that I don't know anything about. What I am going to speak on is that I enjoy and procure sexual (laughs) for everyone (laughs) who is interested and not an asshole. Have you had people coming at you about being non-binary exclusive because you call yourself bisexual? Yes. (laughs) And it was funny because I think I was out somewhere and someone's like, well, you know, bisexuals are just trans exclusive. And I was with my partner at the time and we just kind of like looked at each other and laughed and just like, okay, sure, Jan, whatever. (laughs) My partner was trans, so... uh, you're like, oh my God, I'm trans exclusive. I didn't know. <laughs> my God, did you know this? We might need to have a discussion. <laughs> so for the last couple of years, I've only dated trans and non-binary mm-hmm. people. So I have had people come for me. I don't really care because I don't put my energy towards those mm-hmm. things. Yeah. It's just the going off of an assumption. Now, if I say something or I'm taken out of context, that's totally different. But for the most part, I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much pumping anything. So, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love that. I aspire to be that. What advice do you have for other people maybe struggling with the same things? It feels like you are so secure in your identity. I mean, just for myself, I struggle with that. I know a lot of other bisexual, pansexual people struggle with that. Like, What advice do you have for setting boundaries like that and just like knowing your worth and yourself? 
my first personal boundary is limit your time on social media. Mm. Social media is going to tell you that you need to cuff your jeans and you need to sit weird in a chair and you know, mm. all these things. I don't cuff my jeans. That's so just weird. And you know, no, I'm fat. Why would I want to? <laughs> I was going to say it looks, looks out on thick legs and I have thick legs too. So I know. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. If, if I was a beautiful taper, maybe, but I'm kind of more built like a redwood. Yep. So no, social media is trying to sell you something that you need to be. So in limiting your time on social media, that cuts off a lot of that brainwashing. Mm basically, because that's all it is. Everyone has weak points. There are some times where I'm just like, maybe I am an experience. Sees queer masculinity. <laughs> no, I'm not. Yes. <laughs> maybe, maybe I am straight. Season axe wielding lesbian. No, I'm not. <laughs> I, this speaks to my soul. This very yeah, experience. <laughs> <laughs> queer masculinity is my is like, I would snort that if it were on the table. I just, let me get a line in, please, please, please. Oh my God, you're a lumberjack with boots. You're, you're, you're a non-binary person and you want to ask me how my day is and listen? Take me, I'm yours. My body is ready. Please. No, I don't want to say know who you are because that is an ever-changing yeah. thing. But know what you won't put up with. Mm. If someone devalues or, you know, disregards your labels or your lack of labels, that's not someone you need to have mm -hmm. in your life. I have learned from cutting off 90% of my friends that they weren't really friends to yeah. begin with. If I say that I'm bisexual and you want to give me 90 million reasons why I'm not, maybe that's not somebody you want to have yeah. in your circle. If you're related to them, a bit harder. But you know what? The best thing you can do? So mm -hmm. leave. Yeah. So leave. So surround yourself with community. Do not be isolated. Find people that are like you. I don't want to say insulate yourself because that's when you start getting like hive mind and becoming <laughs> bored. Yes, I'm a, yes, I'm a Trekkie. <laughs> but you do want to find people that are just as diverse and as intersectional as you. If you're a bisexual who has like weird gender feels, then go and find the bisexuals that have weird gender feels. Trust me, we're out there. We're everywhere. Yes. We should probably start to wrap up soon. Yeah. <sighs> so we like to ask everyone at the end, what could have been done? to make your sex ed better or what could be done still to make sex ed better, more inclusive for the kids today. And in the future, you know, like knowing what you know now, what do you wish you had known mm -hmm. then? I wish that there were less trash stereotypes about sex, about STDs, about STI, about teen pregnancy. I would like to see less of that. I would love to hear less about that. I would want the, the young ones coming up now to get more salient information that doesn't mm. have a slanted point of view of someone being super conservative. I would want more accurate information from people in these communities. So that means queer mm -hmm. representation, having someone queer come in that isn't always cis and white. No offense. I would mm -hmm. like to see... You know, maybe someone that came in that was a teen parent 
and not just the mothers. I'm so tired of women being shamed for being a teen mother. I would like to see a teen Mm. father, please. Can we talk Mm. to someone that is a penis owner that is trans, that was a teen parent? I would like to see people, all parts of the LGBT2SQIA plus spectrum to be represented in sex ed. That means sex ed is going to run longer. Yeah, but that means that more people are going Mm -hmm. to be educated. Get people from every community sharing their perspective that could help. That could maybe help someone see that, okay, so I don't have a sexual attraction. Maybe I'm not broken. Maybe I'm just ace. But I don't know how ace looks, so I'm not even going (laughs) Mm -hmm. to speak on that. Sharing points of view that doesn't see sex as stereotypically necessary for capitalism but more of a pleasure for people to enjoy the benefits Mm -hmm, of. Can we just have sex to have sex, please? Can we not have to discuss like, okay, yes, babies do come from sex, but you ain't got to have them bitches. And here's how. (laughs) Way more orgasms can come from sex than babies. Yes. Right, right. And they're cheaper. (laughs) So cheap. Usually free. Usually Do you know how many Hitachi ones you can buy for the price of sending a kid to college? (laughs) You could make a whole dungeon. You could build a house out of them. Just a whole vibrating house you could sit on. (laughs) With a dungeon. I love the way your mind works. Yes. 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 One more benefit I would like. I would also like to see more diverse bodies as well as more diverse people teaching sex ed. I would like to see disabled bodies. I would like to see black and brown bodies. I would like to see queer bodies. I would like to see variations. I'm so tired of seeing the same thing. I would like to see variations. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, I think that could do a world of good. Mm -hmm. I know that, I mean, with us being in the the sex ed space, kind of, (laughs) we know like how Mm -hmm. how fucking white it is and able-bodied and thin and like oddly tied to like the wellness industry times as well. (laughs) Like why? It is so weird. Yes. So yeah, we feel you on that, which kind of ties in very nicely to your Instagram community and the black bisexual and the black disabled bisexual. Tell us a little bit about what you do there because we've been following you for a long time and we love your content and the community you have well first off i turned a year in march but i started my page because i didn't see anyone like me i kept seeing the cuff your pants wear your hair like this and have back problems because you sit weird and i'm like okay but that's not my flavor of bible (laughs) so yeah i created basically the space because i'm just like So I'm not seeing what I want. So maybe I need to Mm. be the change. And that's basically it. I wanted to create a space for other intersectional bisexuals. Ooh, say that three (laughs) times fast. To come and to to share. All of us that are non-monosexual as a community, pansexual, omnisexual, polysexual, fluid, labelless, can come and, you know, get a laugh, share some information. On occasions, I like to do lives and just, like, drag people on. Hey, share. Now, for the most part, they have all been bisexual. Mm -hmm. 
but I'm trying to find more people outside of just bisexuality, even though that is the cornerstone of my <laughs> name. But I would like to find others in the bi plus community because we are a community. Yeah. There doesn't need to be infighting. We can all we can all share the sexual together. Yes. We can all buy the sexual. We can. <laughs> yes, we can. Yes, we can. Well, Shara, thank you so much for joining us today. This was so much fun. This was like the best interview I've ever had. <laughs> thank you so much. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you, wonderful people. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to this episode. We really hope you enjoyed it. And please don't forget to go follow Shara on Instagram. Reminder, that's at the Black Bisexual, all one word. As always, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please email us at sexedpod at gmail.com. Or you can contact us through our website at sexedpodcast.com. Or you can DM us on Instagram at sexedpodcast. Sign up for our newsletter. Uh, thank you. No, Kent. Fuck oh, yeah, Kent. Sign, sign up, up for our newsletter. <laughs> Sign up for our newsletter instead of thanking Kent. <laughs> Sign up for our newsletter. It's great. It's got a ton of stuff that's happening around the internet, that's happening in our lives, it's happening on the blog. There'll be a lot of LGBT stuff this month. Lots of really interesting yeah. articles that around the web that you can read, stuff that we write. Just great. It's here. It's queer. Get over it. It's here. It's queer. It's subscribe to it. <laughs> yes. Thank you. And thank you, Kent. Thank you. You can. Thank you, you can. Okay, love you guys. Bye. Bye. No, it's true. They don't have lube in Los Angeles. No lube in LA. I think that's probably the one thing they have. Hollywood runneth over lube. You can't. It's Pride Month. LA There's gotta be enough. lube. Thank you. We are in excess. They're like lube slip insides. <laughs> Ew, that sounds gross. A lube slip and slide. It can't be any more gross than a fucking water slip and slide, honestly. Yeah, but like, how many people are going through that? But like, the lube is a continuous flow. Like yeah, the but then it's gonna get all dirty. There's gonna be like little chunks of grass in it and puke. That's the fun part. <laughs>